What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Why Jesus podcast, answering life's most important question, Why Jesus? We are now on episode, I believe this is 18. We're on episode 18. Every time that I that I say the number, I sound excited and, and intrigued that we have made it this far because I'm a really busy person. So the fact that we're at 18 is, is, uh, is incredible. But I'm really excited for our guest today as I am with all of our guests, but this one in particular, one, because um, I was on his podcast, so that's a plus. Uh, two, I've been following his ministry for a while now, and he has a ministry that is, I believe, so important, uh, if, if not important just in existence, right, but to cause a conversation that needs to be had. And we're going to be getting into that conversation today. But before that, we're going to get into his testimony. So Samuel Perez, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for being here. I know there's a lot of people excited to, to hear your story. Tell us one, just a little bit about your channel and then let's dig into your testimony. Yeah, well, <laughs> a little bit about me is um, basically I'm just, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus with all of my heart. Um, I came out of the homosexual lifestyle, and so it's been around six years since I decided that I no longer wanted to be quote-unquote gay. I didn't want to be chasing after a relationship with a man, uh, and now I chase after my relationship with Jesus, and so he's become my everything, and um, I'm totally in love with him every single day more and more, and I wouldn't be able to live my life uh, happily, joyfully without Jesus, and so I have a little YouTube channel. I've got a podcast. I'm a pastor. I've been to seminary. There's a lot of things I'm doing, <laughs> but um, I'm a TikToker, content creator full time. And so uh, I just like talking about LGBTQ. I like talking about it with other Christians. Um, I kind of use myself as an example for people out there who have same sex attractions and want to follow Jesus. Um, I'm kind of like the poster boy for uh, this generation of someone who uh, is following Jesus with all of their heart, um, but still has a struggle with same-sex attraction. And so um, that's a little bit of what I do, <laughs> and, and I love doing it. <laughs> amen, amen. So tell us a little bit about your your past life into how you became a Christian. You know, I personally want to know... Um, you know a little bit about your past but the moment where you were like no this is this is it i'm i'm done i'm following christ so if you could just walk us back a little bit into into those moments yeah um i'm gonna put on some earphones just in case there's an echo but a little bit of my uh testimony is that i had basically traveled the whole world i mean i had done everything that you could possibly imagine as being someone who was queer. I was a gay stripper at one point. Um, I grew up Christian, and so I was exposed to Christian values. My parents, they were the ones who taught me about Jesus. Um, but I had this internal battle of just, I wanted to follow Jesus, but then at the same time, I was like, man, I find men very attractive, and I want to have a relationship um, with, with a guy. And so um, I didn't know what to do in that situation. And so I, I just decided that I was going to just give myself fully to that lifestyle. 
And, and as I did that, it led me into some of the darkest places that I never imagined myself going into. <laughs> like I said, becoming a stripper was one of those places. Um, I'm a very experimental kind of dude. I like to try things at least one time. Um, and so when given the opportunities to do things that are dangerous or, you know, uh, neo-divergent, <laughs> I heard that word today. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I want to do this. I want to try this. And so um, it, it led me pretty much into so many different experiences. And, and I'm glad that I had those experiences because um, now I'm able to really understand people who come from the LGBTQ community. Um, but it left me always just completely empty as anything in this world without God will leave you. Um, I was I was hungry. I was thirsty for more in this life. I felt like there had to be more in life. Uh, personally, I, I didn't think that I was just created here to have sex or to get married or to be in a relationship or um, or to work a nine to five job. Like those things did not fulfill me, and so I was um, I was very confused. I was very sad. I dealt with a lot of depression, especially getting exposed at such a young age to such a sexualized community. Um, I was <laughs> I was truly exposed to darkness. And um, and the more I was exposed to, to those places, those communities, experiences, uh, relationships, being back uh, stabbed in the back by friends and um, alienated from my family, alienated from the church. Um, so many, so many uh, experiences of ostr uh, people ostracizing me. Um, I, I just got to a place where I was extremely depressed and I didn't want to live anymore. And so I was 20, 21, 22, 22 years old, 22, 21. I think it was 22. Um, and when I was like, you know what? I think I, I have fully seen everything that this life has to offer and I'm really not interested in, in any of it. Uh, it doesn't seem to have a point to me. And so at that point, I was like, the only thing I haven't fully tried out <laughs> is God. And, uh, and, and then I was like, okay, you know what? Let's give God a chance. So I reached out to God in my last moments um, when I was about to commit suicide the following day. Hopefully that doesn't trigger anybody. Um, and, and, uh, and as I reached out to him, I just told him, God, you know, um, I've done things my way. And if you really are real, you need to prove to me that you exist because... I'm going to kill myself tomorrow. And, um, and if you, and if you don't prove yourself to me, then I'm just, I'm, I'm going to die, you know? And so, um, the, I, I put on some Spotify worship playlist that was from a random playlist on Spotify. And I just let it go on throughout the night as I slept. And in the next morning, I, I don't know what happened to me, but I felt his presence. I felt like a completely different person and all of my depression had been stripped away from me. And right there and then I just decided that I was going to dedicate my life to a higher purpose. I was going to dedicate my life to to God. I didn't even know who God was. Like I reached out to Jesus, but um, and, and I, now I know it's Jesus. But I was just like, there has to be a God. And I know that he cares about me and I know he loves me. And I want to give him my life. I want to I want to see where this path leads me because it's the only path that I didn't try. Um, and and thank God I did, because that has been the most incredible path. And my life has completely changed and in and, and so many ways. I mean, I can't even can't even begin to tell you how many things have changed for me in my life. Uh, and so that's kind of just like a summed up version of my testimony. But you can hear the full thing on my YouTube. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I suggest anybody go check out the, the full in-depth version of that story because it's really deep and, and really powerful. 
Um, so when, uh, when you decided to start following Jesus, right, um, how was the reaction of the community that you were, that you were a part of, you know, uh, did you run and tell people, did you say, Hey, I'm changed. Hey, this, like, how was that, uh, transition? If, if for lack of a better word, um, how was that when you put your faith in Christ, you felt a change in yourself, your depression gone, you knew something was real. You start seeking after God. How did the conversations with your, um, you know, your fellow friends who were involved in the LGBT community, how, how, how did that go? Well, it was difficult. I remember personally being involved in a, a, a group chat on Instagram with, it was me and like three of my other, like really gay friends. And, <laughs> and I remember just like being so scared to tell them that I was going to church and that I didn't want to see shirtless men anymore. Like, I, how do you approach that? You know, it's like, hi, this group chat that we've had forever where we're just like showing each other pictures of like super hot guys on Instagram. How do you tell them like, Hey, you know, like I'm not judging you, but I just don't want to see this anymore. And I'm Christian now, you know, or I, I feel like I want to have a deeper relationship with Jesus. I was, I was scared that number one, I was going to lose my friendships with them. Um, and, and I really cared about them. Number two, that they were going to think that I was, I was judging them, um, because of the decision that I had made personally for myself. Um, and just number three, I, I was scared to be alone. You know, like I, I didn't want to be lonely. And, uh, and I had, I had a church community, but it was like, you know, one of those mega churches and stuff where you get lost. And <laughs> I know how you love talking about mega churches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so si side note, side note, I like, I don't hate mega churches. Like I, I don't, there's good mega churches out there, but you do get lost in the sauce. You, you definitely do. I mean, personally, I'm not a fan of mega churches. So I'll say that. I mean, I think it works. I, it helped me get to the point where I, 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 I would get deeper in my relationship with God. Yeah, that's how it worked but, for me as well. I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, you're good. And so, um, so yeah, I didn't know how to break it to them. And that was kind of my struggle with everyone in my life, even, even telling my parents who are Christians, who I'm sure they would have rejoiced at the news. To me, it was scary to tell them, oh, you know, I want to be a Christian because it was like, I felt like nobody was going to take me seriously. Like, oh yeah, you know, you say that today, but then tomorrow you're just going to go have sex with a dude or you're going to fall in love or you're going to, you know, get in a relationship or whatever. And so um, I had to start first off with the people that I, I was very close with that I, I knew um, hopefully would love me through this process. And then it revealed characters of people who I thought would love me through the process, but didn't. <laughs> and so they were just like, oh, I don't agree with you. And I don't want to be friends with you anymore. You know, um, so there's definitely a loss of people. But then I had to overcome that fear of man, where it was like, I don't care what you have to think about this decision that I've made. Um, I can do this lovingly and respectfully. I, like when I entered that group chat, I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to be leaving the chat. Um, I love you all so much. I just um, there's there's I want to deepen my relationship with Jesus. And so I, I need to spend some time away from from this chat, you know, and if someone says, oh, you're rejecting us or, or that's mean or something like that, then it's like they don't care about the decisions you're making for yourself. You know, it's like I still love you. I still care about you. That has nothing to do with, with your characteristics and with your uh, decisions. Um, this is what I want to do for me. And, you know, and, and as if you love me, you would also accept that for myself. And so, and then even with friendships, like uh, my, my family who was Christians and stuff, I had to show it to them that I was very serious, you know, about this whole thing. 
um, I, I, I started studying the Bible, started doing uh, Bible studies, uh, attending church, you know, like really show people like, no, I'm, I'm not all talk. Like this is actions for me. And, and there had to be changes in my behavior as well. Um, the way that I dressed, the way that I talked. Um, and the most, a lot of those things were very natural. Um, I didn't really have to work at it too much because I had a real relationship with Jesus and that's what happens. So, so when we have a relationship with him, we change. And so, uh, but it was, it was very difficult. It was, it was hard for sure having to, to break that to, to my friends, but it's kind of like, uh, like when you rip off a bandaid, like once it's done, it's like, it's over, you know, like, I don't ever have to do that in my life again, because I've, I, I've come out of the closet per se to people about my relationship with Jesus. I'm like. I'm here and I want to follow Jesus, <laughs> you know, and this is, and whoever I was before, like I'm born again now. And so you only have to do that one time in your life. And then many other times when people like you meet like new people and you're like, yeah, I used to be gay, but I'm not anymore. <laughs> there's that. Yeah. So, so there's that, you know, just, just, uh, just drop it and then like walk away, you know, just, uh, just let them ponder on what you just said, you know? <laughs> No, it's so embarrassing. It's like totally, totally embarrassing. Like, I think like that happens to me so much where I'm at the gym and I meet someone like a, like a normal, just like heterosexual man. And, um, and they're like, what do you do for work? And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> like, what do I say? You know, like I'm a content creator and I talk about how I used to be gay online and now I'm a pastor to like 5,000 people on discord. You know, it's like, how do you express that to someone without it being like, what did, did I hear you correctly? I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, As, you know, especially in like society today where everything goes right that where somebody saying hey i'm i'm done with the gay stuff i'm gonna do the jesus thing somebody saying that is like an anomaly in today's oh, society okay. so for somebody to you know just casually in conversation to have you drop that bomb on them you probably send them home and they're like talking to the wife like yo i met this dude at the gym you know <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i can't i can't imagine no i it, it's so unreal to me because to me it seems like the most normal thing i mean to me it's not like this crazy unreal like I, I i was gay but i understand how like people might perceive it that way because it's it's not something that people talk about or even experience it like for example i was on amazon the other day and i was looking for books that were talking about how um you can be like how to present like an um not i don't want to say anti but like um a, a traditional you know perspective to marriage and gender when it comes to the Bible, like books that are actually propagating the truth of the Bible. Right. Um, and I couldn't find any books. The only books that I could find were progressive Christian books that were saying you can be gay and you can be Christian. And I was like, this is so wild. Like there's not a single book on Amazon that I can find where like there's an author who's like talking about um, what the Bible actually says about being gay and how hom homosexuality is a sin and, and all these types of things, right? I couldn't find a single a single book about it. And I was like, man, you know, five years ago, that wasn't the case. Five years ago, I could find a good balance of both. And so I think when people first hear that from me, they're super shocked and they're like, what? But for me, it's, I don't know, I've been doing this for such a long time now that it's it's very normal and it's not something that is abnormal to me because my story is not like, wow, I did an incredible thing. It's it's the story of what should be every single born again believer. You know, like I once was this and now I am this, you know, I've, I've completely Amen. changed. I'm a born again person. Everything about me has been born again. So if I was a womanizer, I've been born again. I'm not a womanizer anymore. You know, if I was a thief, I've, I've been born again. I'm not a thief anymore. 
do I still struggle with those things? Yeah, of course, you know, our flesh is always going to like battle against the spirit. But, um, but I think that's everybody's story. So to some people, especially atheists, I mean, for sure, atheists, they're like, what are you talking about? And I've lost friends, you know, I, I, I people have avoided me, people think I'm super strange. And then they go onto my, my channel and my content creation, and they see things, they see me with wigs and costumes. And then even more so I give them a reason to want to avoid me and, <laughs> and alienate me some more. But I do it because uh, I have a specific mission, I have a specific vision from God of people who I want to reach, and the message that I want to give. And it, it truly is unlike anything that anybody has ever done before, for sure. Yeah, definitely. You you definitely have a unique way about uh, reaching people, and I think I, I always talk about this because uh, you know I've been in sales for ten plus years, and in sales you have to speak the language of the person who you know you're you're trying to make a sale with, right? And you also got to make sure that what you're selling has value, but um, you have to speak the same language right in order for in order for a transaction to happen you have to speak the same language and this is communication 101 right so the fact that you're that you have found a way to communicate in in, in a way that the community you're trying to reach is receptive to it is amazing so since you brought it up i wanted to ask you um well, I wanted to ask you this before you brought it up, but then you brought it up. Um, what do you say <laughs> to progressive Christians? We put them in quotes um, who do all the gymnastics and, and to say that the Bible does not teach that homosexuality is a sin. So you, as somebody who could have easily found that kind of doctrine and been like, oh, yeah, cool. I could do the Jesus thing and the gay thing. Put them together. Good to go. You could have easily, um, you know, from a from a rationality perspective, not, not a spiritual perspective, but a rationality, like our, our fallen rational human nature. You could have been like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do both. And there's so many people who do try to do both because they really only do in one. But what do you say to progressives who say that, oh no, you can, you can be gay and be a Christian and still continue living the gay lifestyle and do pretty much whatever you want with your body? Well, I think if you really dig deep when it comes to progressive Christianity is that they don't actually believe the word of God. Like they don't like every, I mean, every argument that I've seen at, at some point, they will admit that the word is um, not, not infallible. So that the word is, is fallible and that they can't trust it, that it was written by man. And so I think a really good example of this is this guy, he actually follows me on TikTok, which is funny. And, and I consider us to be friends, um, but his name is Brandon Roberts. And a lot of people, they don't like him. They think he's like a false uh, you know, teacher. And, and I would agree, I don't, I don't agree with his teachings, um, but I'm civil <laughs> and I respect a, a human being. And I hope that the Lord you know, uh, works on his heart. If, if, if I'm right, or if he's right, you know, whatever. Um, I believe I am right, but even he will admit, like, he doesn't believe that the word of God is infallible. He doesn't, he believes that it's written by man and that um, it, some things are made up, some things are out of context, you know? And so to me, when I was, I think it would have been, I think it would have been like the perfect scapegoat to just, to just be like, oh, I'm going to be a progressive Christian and I'm just going to um, be gay. But I'm like, that's too easy. That's too easy. You know, like I, I, if I really want to follow God, like I'm not doing this for anybody else and I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing this for God. So I need to know what God thinks, not what I think. 
And what does his word say? And so when I read the accounts of Genesis, I take it very literally um, to some extent, you know, I'm like, I see a man and a female and I see how they complement one another. I see how, you know, not to get graphic, but a woman's private parts is meant to be receiving from a man's private parts. You know, they're meant to procreate. Like you cannot do that with a male and a male. You can't do that with a female and a female. That's not possible. I mean, until, you know, AI takes over and there's clones and, you know, genetic. That's a whole other podcast, Sam. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, that, I'm sure that'll happen one day. But when I see that, I mean, to me, it, it just makes logical sense. It's like, I look at the Bible, I look at the accounts, I look at how God has been. Um, and to me, I think there was also that exploration of the Bible where it was, I didn't just want to hear it from somebody else. Like, I did my research. I was like, I'm going to go to seminary. I went to Bible college. I went to Oral Roberts University. I got my biblical literature degree. Well, I didn't finish it, but <laughs> I'm planning on finishing it. But um, it was exciting for me to actually not just hear it from other people so that other people were telling me what I should believe, but to see it for myself, to see the evidence. What are the facts? What is the context? You know, and um, and I do believe that the word of God is... Um, infallible for sure that it is it is the truth um it cannot change that's who god is those are the accounts of people who are experiencing god and and i think like yeah i could have just become progressive christian and just been like okay well i'm gonna be gay and have my cake and eat it too but i didn't want my cake like i was like i want god (laughs) so if god says no to this then i will say no to it i don't care how much i have to suffer because i know that at the end of the day i'm gonna try his path not my path i already tried my path and, and it didn't work out for me. And so I'm going to try God's path. And and I know it's going to be good for me because that's what his word says. And that's what has actually ended up happening in my life is that I've my my whole life has changed. I've gotten better in my personality, how I treat other people. Um, there's so many fruits of the spirit that are now in my life that I, I, I couldn't even produce on my own if I wanted to produce on my own. And so um, I think I think that's the real root is that they just don't believe the word of God. Um, or they'll make excuses for the word of God. And I, I don't know how anyone could do that. I mean, with the amount of just research and studying that I've done, I've never seen a logical argument that would ever make me even begin to question. Besides experiencing myself, knowing full well when I was involved in a homosexual, many homosexual relationships, it didn't, it, it didn't, I didn't have peace. I didn't have joy. I didn't have happiness. Um, Besides experiencing for myself, reading about it and seeing it um, from the word of God and, and studying about it, I'm like, there's there's no logical explanation that would ever make me want to believe this. Again, I can't, I don't believe that two men can have that agape love uh, for one another. I mean, I'm sorry, for, for, for one another um, in the way that a male and a female could have that for each other because God has to be in the center of that. And God is not in the center of two men coming together to have romantic sexual intimacy. You have just said a lot, you know, <laughs> and uh, it 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 needs to be said because when we say it, you know, when straight white Christian male says it, you know, it's it like falls on deaf ears. And uh, so this is why I, I appreciate your ministry so much because they're willing some are willing to listen to you just because of where you come from you you relate to them and i think that that's it's so important so i'm curious how can christians who may not have been involved in in a homosexual lifestyle 
how can we better reach and talk to uh, you know, people who are in the LGBT community, how can we do that, you know, it, it, in a more constructive way? Because, yes, we, we definitely have to call sin, sin, and we cannot um, diverge from the fact that it is sin, and we cannot diverge from the Word of God and, and you know, be soft on it, quote-unquote. But how do we go about this in a way where the message can be received? Now, I know we preach the gospel, you know, the gospel never go you know preaching the gospel is never wasted so but beyond that how, how do we reach people i know there's a lot of people who have who have friends in this community that just want to reach them myself included want to reach them so bad yeah i think uh, to be honest man uh there's a lot of hypocrisy when it comes to christians and that was one of the things that really turned me off about christianity to begin with um, I, and, and I, I, I felt like I always had a relationship with Jesus. Even when I walked away, I was still his son. I was just a prodigal son. <laughs> and so, um, I have known about Jesus my whole life. Um, but I just wasn't following him. But I think one of the things that turned me off the most was just how much they emphasize some sins over other sins. And it was like, why are they always talking about homosexuality? Why are they always talking about abortion? Why are they always talking about you know, gay marriage, why are they always talking about this and this and that? And I'm like, but they're not talking about, you know, gluttony. They're not talking about um, any other sin that's in the church. And I just recently posted like a TikTok about this um, because it, it bothered me. And that's what turned me off to Christians. When I feel like if Christians just would have been real about a lot of the things that they're experiencing, I think I would have, I would have been more open to having a better understanding of where they were coming from. But then also there's a lack of knowledge from Christians as well. Um, and, and we really just, to some individuals, like for example, you're very educated. You know, you're, you're a regular guy who loves God, who loves Jesus. You've educated yourself. You make content about it. Like you're someone who I probably would have loved to have sit down and have a conversation and your open-mindedness to want to hear people's story. And um, it doesn't seem like you you're talking about some sins like you point out multiple things within church culture within christian culture that is wrong and hypocritical you know but other christians they're not educated they don't know what the bible says they just do whatever the pastor is telling them to do and and then on top of that they have such a judgmental attitude against everyone like their noses are so far up up in the air like they can smell a fart from like a thousand miles away you know like it's so <laughs> it's so true like i'm like why would i ever want to talk to you why would i ever want to listen to you and so many people i think um when i am evangelizing to people about my story my testimonies i keep it real i keep it 100 i'm like hey this is who i used to be this is what i struggle with yeah i think that guy over there he's hot um, or this is what I'm going through today, or I fell into porn the other day. Like I am just so real. And then I'm also extremely educated where it's like, but what do you mean? I thought like when you come to Christ, you know, like you have to like do everything perfect. You have to have like, you know, uh, a, a religious lifestyle where it's like you're praying nine hours a day. And then I'm like, no, no, no. You know, like this was the law. This is what the new covenant is about that, you know, in church culture, we're not supposed to be like gathering in some building and just like praying all day long, you know, we're supposed to be making disciples, we're supposed to be going out there, we're supposed to be casting out demons, you know, how does this work? How does that work? You know, all these things that it's like most Christians, they don't even have the capacity to like, 
talk about those things because they've never educated themselves. They're just like a parrot, like talking about what they've heard from other people. And so, and then on top of that, it's like, they're like judgmental as heck. So to be honest, I think if we just approach people, number one, not emphasizing any sin above any other sin. I, I, and, and you know what, John, <laughs> I think there's a lot of Christians that they're just angry. Like they, they really have a lot of hate in their heart and they have a lot of hate towards people who are homosexual. They have a lot of hate towards people who are transgender. They have a lot of hate for people who have had abortions. And Jesus tells us that we have to love even our enemies. And so we may not agree with things that people do, but we still have to love them. And I think that's the difference with when you see Christians who are filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Spirit, they know how to love their enemies well, despite their past, despite what that person has done. Someone could spit on your face and you could still tell them, Jesus loves you and I love you. You know, that's how you know the difference between a spirit-filled Christian and a Christian that is just, you know, a parrot, a Christian that's just a Pharisee. Um, and so I think people need to tackle that hate in their heart in order to first evangelize to other people. Um, because when you have that love for one, for one another, you're not, you're not going to come off as judgmental. And also you're, uh, and you're also going to want to do your very best to be able to um, preach the gospel effectively to someone. So you're going to educate yourself. Sorry, I, I hit the mute button so the dogs wouldn't uh, <laughs> um, come in on the microphone. But I, I definitely agree with um, with that, that many Christians are uh, like we are to make judgments, but we aren't to be judgmental, you know, have a judgmental attitude. We are to make good judgments and we are to judge things correctly, judge things against the word of God, but not to have like a judgmental aura about us because what is the goal the goal is to bring people into right relationship with christ not to say hey you're out we're in right but this yeah. is this also goes back to our our struggle you know that you spoke about earlier between the flesh and the spirit so one of my opinions and i want to get your thoughts on this is i think one of the reasons why there's so much hate towards um people who have same-sex attraction there's so much hate towards people who have had abortions or are pro-abortion. You know, my wife and I are very vocal about our pro-life stance. I've gotten in heated debates with people that I love over this stuff. Um, but do you think that the hate is being fueled by the news, by the news and politics and that programming is bleeding into the flesh of Christians and then it's, it's just becoming more prevalent in churches because many christians especially american christians we watch the same news we we you know watch the conservative news we watch it we don't really have too much you know we got cbn which is full of craziness you know so there's there's only two sides in america when it comes to politically and it seems that these sides are becoming more drastically and uh, pulled in each direction right and especially with the left, it's like mainstream to be like, you know, we're at a point in society where the president is like, yeah, yeah, just trans the kids. Yeah, that's totally cool. Like what? You know, mm. it's do you think that some of that that friction and tension can be from just what's going on in, in culture today with politics and, and people's access over access to, you know, these things right here where they're just staring at at propaganda all day. What, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that's why like that word that I was using earlier, like neodivergent is because I don't buy into the propaganda. Like I don't buy into everything that I see on my screen. I just live my life the way that I feel like the Holy Spirit is guiding me to to live it. And so if there's harmful chemicals in my food, well, okay, the Holy Spirit's going to protect me from those harmful chemicals. And if people say that I should be divided against a, a group of people because I'm a part of another group of people, then it's like, what does the word of God say? You know, the word of God says I'm protected. Um, the word of God says that I am to love other people. The word of God says that, um, that I'm a child of God. You know, there's so much things about identity within the media culture as well. And so 100%, there's a propaganda that's being pushed to divide people. You know, people who like, let's say, for example, let's take the, the topic of drag queens, which is huge right now. You know, drag queen story time, telling all that stuff in the libraries. Uh, most people, they are so against drag queens and they've never even met a drag queen. <laughs> like they've never had a conversation with a drag queen. I'm not saying go out there and like befriend a drag queen, but like, my God, before you start rallying up against something that you don't even know anything about, why don't you sit down and have a conversation with someone and get educated first? You know, what? why are they doing the storytelling? What is their objective? What is their goal? Are all drag queens like that? Or is it just some drag queens that wanna do that and you know wanna prey on children or, or whatever it is? You know, get educated first. And that, that's just my thing is it's like, it's like, oh, drag queen, bad. Yes, destroy, kill, you know, all this stuff. Like it's like media. It's like, that's, it, it's like you're a robot. You have no mind of your own. You can't sit down. You can't have a thought for yourself. Um, where it's like, I, I know a lot of drag queens. I know a lot of drag queens. Like they would never go to the, the library and reach the children. They're like, that's whack. I don't know why people do that. I don't know why there's drag queens that do that. I'm not saying that I'm for drag queens when, because I'm not. I like the whole thing I think is just like a, a clown show which is what originally what drag is supposed to be. Um, but I've educated myself on it. I, I have, I've, I've had many conversations, many uh, conversations with drag queens. And so I think, um, I think, yeah, there is a propaganda that's being pushed out there just for us to just hate on each other. And it's profitable. Oh my God, is it profitable? It's so profitable to, you know, uh, profit off of people's hate. And, um, and if you fall into the trap of that, I mean, that it just, it just doesn't go back to what like the Bible is teaching us. And once again, like I was having this conversation with somebody because I posted this on TikTok and I was getting some backlash where it was like, oh, how dare you even want to like love on trans people or even want to give them time of your time of day. Like they're trying to take over our children. They're trying to take over our school. Like there was a trans shooter, blah, 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 blah. It's like, first off, when it comes to the schooling issue, like one thing, one thing is like, you don't send your kid to go to school so that your school parents your kid. Like you're supposed to parent your kid. So no matter what they teach at school, if you're a good parent, your child is going to come back to you and be like, mom, this is what I learned in school today. Is this correct? And you can be like, no, that's incorrect. And I'm going to show you why. I'm going to talk to you like an adult. I'm going to talk to you like you have brains, the same way that they do in school. And they educate them. You know, your, your child can now go into that environment and be like, oh, there's drag queens reading to me or there's school books that, you know, are saying that trans is rights, trans is this. You know, it's like, they'll be like, no, I reject that because I have been educated by my parents. My parents are good parents and they talk to me about the subject. I'm already aware of this subject. I know th what a, a male is. I know what a female is. You know, it's like this, th most people, they just like, they don't know how to parent their child. <laughs> and so like, I can get on a rant about these types of things, but these are the things that people want to hear about. They're like craving for, you know, all this stuff, which I think is so much stupidity at the end of the day, because it just goes so far away from the Bible and so far away from God's word. Um, but there's, there's just like this propaganda and like, it's just media. It's just news. It's just like, if you were to just sit down, have a real relationship with Jesus. Get into your word. Tell your children about the word. Make disciples. None of this would be happening. 
if you were to just go out there and love people and let people experience God for themselves, my God, the amount of time that you could be doing by like going to Congress and like, you know, picketing this or doing that or being against this person, like, and, and use that time to like make disciples and read your word and like love on people and like go out and evangelize and actually use some of your giftings that, that that God has given to you. Like, my God, maybe the world might be changing. Maybe we wouldn't even need Congress because we would have an incredible society because every single church on every single corner will actually be working towards the goal, which is for people to know Jesus instead of the goal for people to know more laws and for, for people to be able to do some things and not be able to do certain other things. So I've thought about this like intensively and to me, it just all makes sense because I'm just I'm just looking at the Bible and the Bible made things clear. The Bible didn't say I have to go to my government. The Bible didn't say I have to go up against transgenders. The Bible didn't say I have to go up against homosexuality or abortion or any of these types of things. Um, like it just says I got to go out there and I got to love God and I got to love people. And we've made something so simple into something so perverse and hypocritical and judgmental. And it's like, that's not the, that's not the Bible I'm reading. That that's none of that is the, the fruits of the spirit that I'm reading about. And I rather dedicate my energy and my time for people to actually encounter God than go and do all this other stuff that everybody else is doing. Like these sheeple. That's what I call them. Sheeple. <laughs> yeah. So I have um I have a bunch of friends that are in the LGBT community. Um and you know, there's been distance since I've been more in in my word but that's not on my part you know um but i have a friend who's uh also a drag queen right and when i first became friends with him he wasn't a drag queen he, he became a drag queen we pray for him all the time want him to you know come into a right relationship with christ but like the majority of people in this community from my experience you know i don't know everybody they're not cool with all of the stuff that is going on like with going after the kids and transing the kids and drag queen story hour with the kids uh bringing bring the kids to the drag shows like most people in that community are not for that stuff we i do believe that we should um push against it um when when it comes i understand what you're saying about yo go out there preach the gospel make disciples teach your kids all of that yes definitely i'm, I'm 100 in agreement with you and if everybody did that this world would be a much better place, you know, For but sure. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, the fight against it is is so intense because of the the slippery slope it's become. And I, I hate to use terms like that because I feel like that's such a conservative, like right wing talking point, you know, but it, it began with, hey, don't tell me what I can't can and can't do behind closed doors. Right. That's how it started. Then it was, hey, we just want, you know, uh, to be equal and be able to be to be married, right? All right, cool, you got that. All right, cool. Well, you know, we just want a little bit more of this. Hey, we, j you know what? We we want you to make this cake for us, even though it goes against your religious things, and we're going to take you to court and ruin your whole entire life for it. You know what? Uh, instead of just letting us do what we do behind closed doors, I want you to know what we do behind closed doors, and I want your kids to know what we do behind closed doors, and I want to put it in law that if you don't use my preferred pronouns, you, you could go to jail, like in uh, Canada. So I think that I do understand your perspective on it. I 100% do. And I agree with your perspective on it. But I also agree to some extent with the pushback. I think that the pushback in many ways bleeds into the incorrect way of treating people who do want to seek God 
and do struggle yeah. with same sex attraction. So what would you say to somebody who is conflicted, right? They, yeah. they have same sex attraction. They are, you know, they're being pulled in one direction because they feel they have to be loyal to their community and, and loyal to the, to the po political ideologies that, that are rampant in that community. But at the same time, they are feeling like they are being pulled to God. Mm -hmm. What, what advice would you give that person practically and spiritually? Well, I think we're a Christian first and foremost. And what we have signed on, like if people, what we've signed on as Christians is to lay down our lives, right? That's what we've signed up for. So it's like when I became a Christian, Jesus said, you must lay down your life, which means things are not going to be easy for me. And I'm not going to like how things are going to end up. And I might actually lose my life in the process. Like, I mean, for sure, I'm losing my, my old life because I get a born again life. But it's like, I might lose my physical life as well. And if we think that, that things are really bad right now, like people don't even understand the culture that was going on during Roman Greco time. Like there were people who were having full on orgies with goats in the public square. <laughs> and so it's like, we don't have orgies with goats. We're not at that point yet. I mean, maybe in a couple of years. The, but the it's slippery like, slope, the slippery slope. <laughs> the slippery slope, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, we as a as Christians, we've been through the rough of it, where it was like, if you don't declare that this is your God, I'm going to put you in the Colosseum and we're going to kill you and we're going to slaughter you. Um, the same, same thing that they did to many saints, you know, like, hello, you know, there was 12 disciples. There was only one that actually survived to old age, which was John. So it's like all of them lost their life to some extent. So I think, I think what people don't want to hear is that once you become a Christian, get ready to face persecution. And, you know, for a long time with the, with, with the media, with the 1950s, you know, we have faced this like Christian environment where it's been an ease and we've been at the top of like the, the, you know, the, the pyramid where it's like, oh, you're, you're a white Christian. Oh, you're, you're going to get everything. Life is going to be easy. But now that's being flipped. You know, everything is being flipped now where it's like evil really is taking over our society. And people are like, no, we want things to be like, good old 1950s again where like drag queens were not allowed and like you know you, you could kill gay people on the streets like that's what they want <laughs> and so it's like it's like okay you, you want to go back to that time like that's not happening anymore we're in a completely different generation with completely different resources with a completely different education like there's so much resources and stuff out there that we're never going to get back to that point and so this i think that this number one it's a losing battle it's like like we when i read the bible the bible is telling me that like things going to get worse not things going to get better that there's going to be an antichrist, that they're going to start killing Christians all over the world. You know, like, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it's like the Christians overcome by anything we do in governmental status. If anything, I see the complete opposite in the Bible. So I don't know what kind of what kind of book people are looking at with their future, because that's what the Bible is saying. And so I'm already expecting that things are going to get worse. So why even battle for it? Why even battle for it? I mean, I can. I can push back a little bit. I can do what I can as an individual. It's like I have a right to vote, right? So I can go and vote. And, you know, oh, I don't want gay marriage. You know, I'm going to vote on that. I can do that. I can do this. Whatever right I have that is my right as an American citizen, that doesn't go beyond that. But times are a changing. And I have to get used to the idea that I am going to be facing persecution and that things are not going to get easier. They're going to get harder. I have to I have to be OK with that idea. And so I think that people, they don't want that. They want to have their cake and they want to eat it, too. I want to have a Christian. I, I want to be a Christian. I want everyone around me to be a Christian. 
Well, honey, that's not how it's going to happen. It's not going to work like that anymore. Like you, you in five years, you might actually have to die for your faith. Are you ready to die for your faith? Are, are you ready to like, like I think about movies and even books, like for example, Tortured for Christ, where this guy was like, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to submit. I, I want to teach the word of God. He got caught. He was tortured. And while he was being tortured, he was telling the torturers, I love you and Jesus loves you. You know, it's like, what? Like, are you ready to commit yourself fully to something like this? It's like most, most Christians are not. Because first off, I don't even believe most Christians are Christians. Just because you're conservative doesn't make you a Christian. Just because, you're, you know, you're political right wing doesn't make you an incredible Christian. Like, I believe people who are in touch with the Holy Spirit, who are really reading his word, they're going to start to realize, oh, like, I'm going to be persecuted here. Things are not going to go my way here. And so I think it's, I think to me, it's just like a losing battle. And um, you should definitely, like I said, get involved with your local government. Push back where you can, but just know that eventually there's going to come a day where there's there's not going to be any more pushing back for you, and you will have to die for your faith. And that's not something that a lot of people like to hear, but that's what the Word of God is telling us. So, yeah, it's um, we we love ease, you know, we 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 love. This idea of, I remember when I first became a Christian, I thought I bought into prosperity gospel like hook, line, and sinker. I was like, oh, I'm going to become a Christian and everything's going to be perfect. Uh, now I have right relationship with God. So everything in my life. And when I said everything in my life was going to be perfect, I meant my money, my health, the my relationships, my, all these worldly things I thought was going to be perfect and it was the it was the complete opposite it was when i really started becoming a christian my friends were like what are you doing this for like what don't you know the bible you know all the things that people say don't you know the bible's written by men don't you know this don't you know that and god definitely used that to build my faith because when when the persecution came um and when i say persecution i mean like losing social cool points you know I'm, I'm not talking about real persecution that our brothers and sisters yeah. face around the world um but yeah wait until people start losing their jobs that's going to be a new one for people yeah well, <laughs> wait until they put all the money together and you can't even pay for your groceries because gonna, you're a christian gonna lose gonna lose your jobs uh to ai and to <laughs> and and to just the political environment is becoming uh Either you agree with this moral high ground, this subjective moral high ground, or we're going to cast you out. That's what it's becoming. Yeah. And um, Christians are always, Christians was, we've been countercultural since the beginning yeah. of time. In America, it was a little bit different because it was founded on Judeo-Christian values. So America's an anomaly, right? And Very we, much. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like we've had the privilege of being Americans, like, but in the rest of the world, the rest of the world is not like that. You know, like, it's like if you're a Christian in Africa, you're going you're gonna to die for your faith. If you're a Christian in Iran, you're going to die for your faith. You know, it's like we have the privilege of that for many years. Times are changing. I wish they weren't changing. You know, I really do wish they weren't changing. I wish that on Amazon, I could find a book about how homosexuality is a sin. And I can't. That's, and that's why I do what I do so that I can write a book about how homosexuality ruined my life, right? That's what I want to do. But it's like, we don't, I don't think we necessarily have that privilege anymore. And if people want to fight for that, I'm all for it. Go for it. Fight for it. You know, I'll support you 100%. I want our society to stay Christian as, 
if our society is even Christian or ever was Christian, uh, you know, but it's like, I want it to be like that for as long as I can, because, Hey, I'll be able to keep doing my ministry. Right. Guess who's going to be the first one to go in our society. It's like, we don't want Christians. It's going to be me. They're going to put me in jail. Okay. The, pu the public like, figures sure. are, are done. The, the public sure. figures are done. Jail or they're going to kill me for sure. And so I'm already predicting this. So I, I want it to last. I do, but it's like, that's not what I read about in the Bible. And so I think like, I agree with what you're saying. Like we've had that privilege, but I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna last for very long. Yeah. I, um, man, I, I pray for this world cause I want to have kids, you know, I want to, um, I want to raise kids that, that impact the world positively. There was something that I heard from Martin Lloyd Jones. Uh, he was talking about politics and Christianity, right? He was saying in the same way that not everyone's called to be a pastor. This is, I'm obviously paraphrasing. You know, not everyone is called to be in politics. He's like, but at my job as a pastor is to create Christians, you know, is to share the gospel. So that way people who are called into politics have Christian values, you know. So it really all comes comes down to, you know, you and I can talk back and forth about the different points here, different points there. But it really all does come back to, are we sharing the good news with people? Because Christ is the yeah. only one who changes us. If you don't have the Holy Spirit living inside you, convicting you of moral right and moral wrong, all you have is mm. your fallen rationale. And that gets which, us nowhere. Which, oh yeah, which I think is actually a, a better fight. Like instead of inflicting these moral morality through our laws, why not bypass that? and start inflicting that on people's hearts. And how can we do that? Through the Holy Spirit. And so I think like the direction that I'm coming in, like it might be offensive to some conservatives, but I'm like, I'm on your team. Like I really am on your team, but I'm just fighting things differently than how you would fight. Because I've seen that this is not working. And so it like, hello, look at the decline of our society. Like whatever we're doing is not working. Yeah. It's not working with the abortion. It's not working with the gay marriage. Like it's not working. We need to take a different approach. We need to get, um, we need to get Jesus in people's hearts because if we can get Jesus in people's hearts, then like everything will change. And that's not going to start in our schools. That's not going to start um, in, in our in our politics. That's going to start with the, the discipleship process of just you having interpersonal relationships the way that Jesus designed it. He didn't design it in any other way. He said, go out there, make disciples with the gifts that I've given to you. And the church should be encouraging each other and doing that kind of thing, which the church is not even encouraging us to do that anymore. You know, the... the the cash flow and the church as a business and this and that. But um, we can go back to homosexuality if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 bring it in for a close. Bring it in for a close. It's already been almost an hour. This has flown by. We'll definitely have to have you back to dive more into these to these uh, other topics. I know you're always getting called for just like, yeah, let's talk about gay stuff, you know, uh, which is good. But uh, I know that you, you have more depth than just that. And we could definitely go down some rabbit holes on some interesting topics. Um, yeah. So what, this is a, a question that I had written down. You know, what do you believe the most important thing for Christians to remember when it comes to loving and supporting those in the LGBTQ plus community? Because when the world says love and support them, it means something completely different than how we as Christians are supposed to love and support them. Yeah, I think, you know, um, homosexuals, gay people, lesbians, trans, they have faced so much rejection. And so they are people who are extremely broken just based on that alone. 
Um, they've been rejected from their families. They've been rejected from their churches. They've been rejected from society. Um, only now are we starting to see kind of like, and I would say it's a fake acceptance of sorts um, because, you know, LGBTQ is not profitable because that's all that the, the world cares about is just money. Once again, going back to money. So putting that aside, um, they have really faced a lot of rejection. And so if you can show someone who's very broken, the love and the acceptance that comes from Jesus, where it's like, I'm not looking at your life. I'm not looking at who you think you are. I'm not looking at your identity. I'm not looking at your actions. I'm looking at how God has created you. I'm looking at how he deems you as worthy of love, as worthy of value. Um, just to hear that, you know, who doesn't love to hear that you're an incredible human being that, you know, that you were designed by God, you know, who doesn't love to hear that they are beautiful and that they have the ability to, to go on, obviously through the Holy Spirit, but I mean, you can't tell them about the Holy Spirit. They don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. So it's <laughs> like, you know, you, you tell them like they have the potential to go on to do incredible things, to change the lives of so many people, to, um, to have kindness and, um, you know, I think, I think people love to hear that no matter what. It's like, you tell someone like, man, you are, you are just so valuable and you are just so loved. You know, you're, you're loved by me and you're loved by God. You know, they don't even know who God is, but it's like, I'm loved by God. Like, wow. And then you keep assuring them of that and keep telling them that instead of showing them rejection, um, when they get needy, when they get sexual, you know, whatever is happening, don't reject them you know, show them the love of God. Do, do not, do not hurt them with more rejection, you know, establish boundaries. If you need to establish boundaries, but love on them, love on them, love on them. Cause they need the love. That's the only thing that's going to mend their hearts. And the first person that they're going to think of when they're thinking about um, God is going to be the Christian who represented God for them. And so if I'm a Christian and all I represented was rejection. Oh, you like to dress like that or you did that last weekend, or it's like, you know, or, oh, you're pro, you know, abortion or you're pro gay marriage. I can't be friends with you. You know, it's like all this stuff is just like rejection, rejection. They're going to think God rejects them too. But if you tell them, I love you, I care about you. God loves you. He cares about you. I want to be a friend. I want to get to know you. I want to have conversations with you. I think that your thought is, is uh, your, your thoughts, your experiences are valuable. I want to hear them, you know, wow, I think that could really change someone's life. Um, but once again, people just want to hate and they don't want to love. Our fallen sin nature, we stumble over it all, stumble over it all the time. Uh, but Samuel, I appreciate this conversation so much. I know a lot of people uh, are, are have enjoyed listening to to you and uh, your story and, you know, the, the advice that you're giving people on how to reach what some people deem the unreachable, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, it's needed. What you're doing is needed. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Let people know where they can find you. Yeah. So I have a website, SamuelAbrahamPerez.com. It's my full name. Um, and you can help support my ministry there. There's a lot of things that I do. Um, like I said, I, I run an online church community on Discord. It's an app for <laughs> the new generation. Uh, it's coming up social media. Um, but you can find everything on my website, Samuel Abraham Perez. I have a podcast called Christian in Progress where I do testimony. John's about to come up on an episode, yep. I think in like two weeks or so. Um, and it's funny we're doing this, but 
but yeah, you can support my missionary um, efforts by just going to that website, donating, um, or even just sharing my stuff, watching my stuff, subscribing, like that helps so much. Um, and if you're looking to know more about homosexuality, how to help people who are LGBTQ, like jump on the Discord, send me a message. Uh, don't send me an email because I don't read emails. <laughs> I am. I'm a millennial slash Gen Z. I don't, I don't work emails. Um, and so send me a DM. Um, but yeah, you can find everything on my website, SamuelAbrahamPerez.com. Awesome. Well, God bless. Thank you so much, guys. I got a shameless plug right here. Don't forget that my new book is out, Law of Attraction, Gateway Drug to Spiritual Heroin. Um, I think it's an incredible book. I might be a little bit biased because I wrote it, but I think it's an incredible book and, and should get uh, should give a lot of value to all who read it. Tomorrow, we're going to be interviewing um, at 8 p.m. Johnny Root from Turning Point USA. We're going to be discussing the, the phenomenon of the idol, the Christian idol worship of Donald Trump. And it's going to be really funny because this guy's as, as conservative as they come. So this is going to be a really, uh, really good discussion and i'm excited to have it with him um so make sure you're tuned into that and yeah we got a whole lot more stuff coming up on my channel on the why jesus network and also on samuel perez's channel as well so god bless thank you to everybody who stayed with us in the chat and engaged and we will see you on the next one